Coming up on the serve today, Kelly Evenden, former New Zealand great, uh, now the Davis Cup captain, is going to join us out of Seattle a little later on, where your chance to play, you cannot be serious as well, and get into that corporate box. And we've got a bit of tennis news for you as well, but we have a guest in studio, and that is Amrit Rai from Platform Sports Management. Amrit, g'day mate, thanks for coming into the studio, how you doing? Yeah, good man. No, thank you so much for having me, look forward to chatting with you today. Yeah mate, I mean, tell us a little bit. Uh, about platform sports management and what it is you actually do. Yeah, so what we do is we help student athletes secure sports scholarships within the American college system. I started this company back when I was 22 years old. Grew up in tennis, but there wasn't really many opportunities for student athletes back then. I'm talking like 2010, so I was a while back. Yeah. And uh, in order to get a scholarship to the States, it was pretty much college coaches coming to the athlete as opposed to athletes trying to find scholarships on their own. So a group of us missed out on these opportunities in the US and yeah, when I was 22 years old, I saw a lot of the boys that I used to play tennis against back in the day, guys like Cameron Norrie, et cetera, in the US having great experiences. And I thought, well, why don't I make something that can support athletes through this process? And so I've been doing it now for the last seven years. We've had 260 athletes currently competing in America, which is great across a number of different sports. But yeah, tennis is our bread and butter. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, cool. I was going to ask you about the you know the, the variety of sports because I mean we have seen. I mean, uh, one of New Zealand's favourite football sons, Ryan Nelson, came through the US college yeah, system, right. right? You know, and that, that's kind of how he, he went about it. We have a lot of our footballers doing that. Uh, we have a few basketballers doing that, in the, particularly in the women's game as well. Uh, so the split of your athletes, what was it, 260? How, how many are tennis? How many are other things? Oh, actually, our largest sport that we work with is definitely soccer. And sorry for the Kiwi fans for me not saying football, but I'm just <laughs> used to the American lingo now, right? So if I say football, they'll be over there in shoulder pads. But, um, <laughs> but look, soccer is definitely our largest sport more people play it but we've placed tennis players from 13 different countries from around the world and what's really amazing about the college system is that back when i was a teenager i thought that you had to be the best of the best like a cameron norrie who was like top 20 in the world for juniors in order to get a scholarship in the states but what i found is that's not actually true uh there's so many levels within the college system i mean we placed a golfer in america on a golf scholarship and he's only been playing the sport for three years we've got a soccer player that's in the second 11 high school uh, team and he was coming off the bench and he's in the states now playing and so it uh, hopefully you know me saying that gives a lot of athletes out there you know um, hope that they can go to the states and have a wonderful experience in the u.s for four years yeah well that's the thing i mean the the scholarship system uh the way it works particularly with sports i mean i think it works really well on both fronts because you you don't get the free ride unless your grades are there right so you still got to do the, the mahi on that side yeah i mean there's a reason why they call it student athlete not athlete student mm. uh you have to become a good student in order to go to the states but i mean look there's there's a number of systems put in place even if there's an athlete that might not have the best sporting resume um, and might have average grades, they still can go to the States on a cost-effective strategy. There's the junior college system there for a reason. And the junior college system is a two-year community college system. And then once you complete your two years, you get your associate's degree, and then you cross-credit everything over to a four-year school and do your final two years and still graduate with a bachelor's degree. I mean, a guy that's a good friend of ours, his name's Sefa, he's a division one water polo coach. He graduated from Cal Berkeley, but he started at a junior college. So there's a number of opportunities out there for athletes. And what we do is we try to find the right fit for those athletes when they're looking to go to the States as well. How many, I mean, we, we, we've, we, this show is really about the Aspie Classic, the Aussie Open, you know, that's sure. kind of what, what our focus is. But 
we know that there's a play-in tournament this time around for the ASP Classic, yep. right, to get that wild card rather than just randomly giving the wild card yeah. to, to maybe our best-performing player of the last six months or whatever. So it's rewarding people who are on form at the right time, peaking at the right time. How many of those guys that are going to be in that play-in tournament have gone through the US college system, or are there any that are still looking for that opportunity? Well, look, KP Panu. I mean, KP Punny, we saw him on TV One News the other night, which mm. was great to see him. And I've known KP since he was like 10 years old. He's a, he's a great young man. And he went to the States and he went to a Division II school called Columbus State, finished the number one in college, and has had one hell of a pro career since he graduated university. And, um, you know, I believe he'll be in that playing tournament. He would have a great opportunity there, which is cool. And it's also good to see, like, a lot of the younger kids coming through that have got Division One scholarships lined up that are going to be, you know, snipping at the heels. You've got Jack Lautitz as well that recently last week in the pro tournament in Wellington, I think he got through to the third round. He was working with us. He's now going to University of Kentucky um, in August, I should say, this year, but it's not. we're not quite there yet, <laughs> but in August very soon. And so it's a great opportunity for that. And isn't it fantastic just to see so many quality players in New Zealand? Yeah. Well, I mean, how does uh, playing in a, a tournament like the one you talked about in Wellington, uh, which is at an ITF level tournament? Yes, that's yeah. right. It's yeah. a Futures 15K yeah. uh, pro tournament. So yeah. if you play in that, can you still be eligible for scholarships? Because I know there's um, rules around being pro and, and, and not being able to be pro to get a scholarship. Well, look, the, the landscape in America is changing. They've got this name, image and likeness rule. So they've passed laws now saying that athletes can get paid basically name, image and likeness, which is definitely changing it up. And if you if you heard of Uninterrupted, it's this platform that LeBron James started and his company. And they got the mayor of like California or the governor of California involved in it. And they said, look, the reason why I didn't go to the States was because I had to put food on the table for my mum. Yeah. And I couldn't do that in college. Well, now the NCAA are working with with people in that, in that area that bring a lot of people to come to these large sporting events in the college scene and they're rewarding them financially as well which is great now tennis has there's always been a rule that you can earn up to ten thousand dollars in prize money as long as you declare it and still be eligible so that's great and there's a lot of tennis players that were playing in that um that ITF tournament, that pro tournament in Wellington recently, that are from college. You've got James Watt, who was the runners-up of the tournament. He's at a Division One school in California. You had George Stoop, that's currently at LSU right now, having a great career there. So it's awesome to see a lot of people going to college. And I was actually talking to John Isner about this. My brother was a young fella, just a hitting partner back then. Mm -hmm. And it was at the ASB Classic, I think it might have been in 20, either 18 or 19. And I mean, John Isner went to University of Georgia. He's got a degree and he's having a great uh, professional career as well. He so. goes all right, doesn't he? Yeah, not bad. Not got, bad. A, got a decent suit. <laughs> uh, so how many um, young Kiwis are currently in the college system in America? Oh, I couldn't tell you the number, man. But what I can tell you is, because obviously with other recruitment agencies out there placing a lot of athletes, but... I can tell you that the U.S. consulate is always packed with the visa appointments. Uh, a, every time my athletes go and get their F1 student visa in Auckland at the consulate here, uh, they always say there's about 50 to 60 other athletes sitting up, lined out the door, waiting to get their visas as well. So it's growing. And I mean, a lot of the associations are starting to work with the college system before a lot of sports associations, I don't think we're too keen on the athletes leaving New Zealand to go to the States. But now we're finding that a lot of these sporting associations are getting on board because the resources in America are great. And, you know, why swim upstream? Yeah, well, 100%. I mean, you know, for most part, like, for example, say New Tennis New Zealand, we can't offer 
to these uh, young players up and coming the same exposure to top talent, uh, you know, to top opponents on a regular basis that they can if they get in the US, right? Well, I mean, if you just look at the last, uh, you know, Davis Cup team, you had Isaac Beecroft, college athlete, KP Panu, college athlete. You've had, um, you know, Finn Reynolds, Ole Miss, and he was one of the top doubles players in the country. Mike Venus went to college in the States. Yeah, I think it's a great system. I think that the, the scariest thing about an athlete is an injury, and I believe that that can end someone's career. And if you've got a backup plan, if, you're pro, if your pro career in your sport doesn't go to plan and you've got a degree in your back pocket that hasn't cost you much, less than what you'd be paying here in New Zealand, that's a great thing. Yeah, there's uh, not too many downsides. Uh, how many tennis players have you placed? We have placed 85 tennis athletes to date from all sorts of levels. And yeah, it's, it's been great because we've had athletes from Fiji, Samoa, Tahiti, uh, or gone to the US and had a great experience. I think that uh, the most memorable placement we had was a girl called Ayana. We had a, a contract with a guy called Darren Wrighton, who was the Oceania ITF manager, and they had a training facility in Latoka, Fiji. And we placed Ayana into college, and she called me uh, two years ago in tears. And as a recruiter, when an athlete cries and you hear tears, you panic. Yeah, something's gone totally, wrong. Yeah. And it was tears of joy, and she said that she didn't just top um, her engineering school in her senior year. She topped the entire senior class and got a Forbes Fortune 500 job. And wow. yeah, just wanted to thank us. And for me, that was just, that was the highlight for me. So it's been great working in the tennis recruitment, especially since my dad, Rakesh, is a great tennis coach and I grew up in the sport. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just love working as a sportman in general and helping keen tennis players going over there. Well, speaking of family, you got a brother who, who, who goes all right. Um, yeah, he's not bad. He's all right. I do have a 4-1 record over him, though. I just oh, want to make just, that clear. Yeah, yeah. Let's get that out there. Um, <laughs> how did you feel personally when they announced that instead of giving our top tennis player, which would have been Ajit, the, the wild card, they're going to have the play-in tournament? Were you torn on that? Not really. I mean, look, at the end of the day, um, things were done in the past in a particular way. They gave... I guess wildcards are the best players, and uh, now they want to change the format, and we'll just have to wait and see how that how that unfolds, really. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got these ITF tournaments. You talked about Wellington, I believe. There's one. Is, is there one in Tauranga as well? Yeah, I was actually yeah. just on the phone to Ajit this morning. He's arrived in, in Papamoa last night, mm. and uh, he was FaceTiming me on the beach. Looks like quite a nice setup, eh? Mate, it's, it's his worst part. I've got a couple of mates that live down there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, one of them has never, had, I don't think he'd ever seen a surfboard before he moved there, and now he lives on <laughs> one pretty much. But yeah, uh, so we've got, we've had Wellington, we've got uh, the Tauranga ITF tournament. Yep. Now we have this playing tournament for the ASB. From, from an outside point of view, someone who's not involved in tennis, I like it because it, it feels like we get some continuity in terms of our local players having opportunities to play in a bunch of really high high caliber tournaments back to back to back yeah um what, what's your take yeah i mean look i uh, i don't know the tournament director for the asb classic so obviously it's a new tournament director with carl budge leaving mm. and they're bringing in a new approach to it and it'll be great to see how it unfolds but look uh, ajit all ajit's doing right now is just working hard and just staying ready so we've just got to wait and see how he does um he had a great week in wellington which was cool and uh, I mean, Ajit spent a lot of time in Wellington. I lived there for eight years. My sister lived there, Ashna, for eight years as well. So my sister was down there supporting him. So just see how he carries his momentum into this week. And it's, I mean, it's in the hands of purely the tournament director and obviously TNZ. So we just got to wait and see. In terms of the ASB Classic, how important is that for young players in New Zealand tennis? 
I mean, it's a great opportunity, I guess, for a lot of athletes. You don't really get to play in these large sporting events that often. So, you know, when you get an opportunity to play in a large sporting event in your home country, it is pretty special. Mm. Yeah, yeah, very special. And the way that it piggybacks onto the Aussie Open, I mean, yeah. are there any players that you would say, hey, keep an eye out for this name? They might even be playing boys rather than being playing men's or, or girls instead of playing women's that might play in those playing tournaments that you have in the, uh, for the Australian Open? Are you talking in regards to New Zealanders? Yeah, to, okay. to Kiwis, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, there's, there's some boys out there that are having some great runs. I mean, look at James Watt. He's, he's a college athlete in California. Um, got given, um, I think he got given a wild card into qualifying. I don't actually think, he, I don't know if he had an ATP point. Don't quote me on that. But um, he had a great run in qualifying, went straight through to the final. And even the match against Ajit that he played was so close. And so there's boys like that where they're taking use of the opportunity, which is great. You've got Jack Lautit, who has got a top 50 ITF ranking currently in the juniors in the world. Mm. And um, and he's doing absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's no wonder that, you know, he, he verbally committed with University of Kentucky in his year 12 year in high school. You wow. Know? Yeah, a year and a half away. <laughs> he verbally committed, which is great. And so, I mean, those boys, they step up in big moments, which is fantastic. Obviously, Hope and Ajit has a great time as well. But... This is just a this is just a quality tournament. Like you said, it is a lead into the Australian Open. There are going to be a number of top professionals uh, that will be in that tournament as well. And I think that I can speak for all Kiwi boys. They all swim well in the deep end, don't they? Yeah, they tend to. They tend to go all right, eh? You yeah. chuck them in there and they go, they go okay. Um, I mean, Ruben had a great result against Chung back in the day, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there have been so many of those stories. And even uh, I was talking to somebody the other day uh, about this. Oh, it was David Long, the journalist from Stuff.co.nz. Yep. And I asked him his favourite ASB Classic memory, and he said it was Marina Arakovic that winning that quarterfinal. Yeah, you know, that's funny that, you mentioned David Long. I'm actually working with the son right now. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was on the phone to David this morning. He's a great man. Yeah, he is. He's a top man. He's a top man. Have you got a, a favourite memory from the ASB as a as a as, whether it be as a fan or or, or whatever? I got a funny moment. <laughs> Go on then, give it to us. So Majit was warming up for his qualifying match one year, and um, I was standing just on the outside. And now, when when a player gets into the draw, they get uh, a number of different credentials that they can give. So my brother gave me one, which makes life a bit easier. You can move around and uh, go into the players' lounge and that sort of thing. So my dad's standing on court with Ajit, helping him through his pregame routine. The The facilities are absolutely buzzing. There's so much going on. Yeah. And um, I get a tap on the shoulder, and I turn around, and it was Bowden Barrett. And obviously, being a necky boy as well, I mean, it's good to see a familiar face. And um, he was talking with me, and, and he had a he had something around his neck, so I thought he had a credential as well. Yeah. And so I said to the security guard, I said, hey, mate, is it all good if Bodhi comes on the court? Um, Ajit's just warming up over there for a match. Mm. And he goes, nah, sorry, not with his credential, we can't get on. And he goes, but by the way, can you take a photo with me and Bowden? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay. All right, well, you're not going to let him on the court, but you want a photo. Yeah, and apparently like, the, the security guard is doing it so sneakily because I don't think you were allowed to take photos of people working in security. Quality. Yeah. Oh, but um, yeah, that was that was a pretty funny moment. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, I mean, Amrit, I mean, you, you're a platform sports management. If people are listening to this, they've got kids or grandkids or whatever that they're looking at US scholarships as a possibility. It's the best way to get in touch with you. Yeah, look, you can head to our website, which is platformsportsmanagement.com. But if you really want to see what we're about, go to our Instagram page, Platform Sports Management. Our, our number one thing is we want to be transparent. We want to put a spotlight on the college system. So we interview a lot of Division One coaches, Division Two coaches, junior college coaches. We talk to athletes. We have a great podcast out there. And it's just giving people education about the college system. For us, it's not just about 
making this um, a big business financially. It's about being uh, a really transparent company that gives athletes the most resources that we can. And um, I mean, it'll, it'll be great for athletes to listen into some of those talks and they can walk away with some knowledge. If they are keen to work with us, we do free consultations, which they can just head to our website or our Instagram. There's a link there. They just fill out a form and we'll be in touch. And we just take them through the college process and what kind of scholarships they would get after reviewing their sports CV and academic transcripts as well. Good stuff, man. Hey, listen, I really appreciate you coming down uh, and joining us in the studio, man. It's been it's been a great chat. No, thanks for having me. Thanks uh, for having me. And, mate, it'll be good to see you at the ASB Classic, eh? Oh, well, mate, don't you worry. I'll be there. Uh, we have got, uh, thanks to 1NZ, we've got a box. So we'll be there most days. Either me and Kempi or Izzy and Daisy will be there. So, oh, how good. So you'll have how to come good. up and, and, and uh, have a lemonade. Oh, absolutely. Only, only a lemonade. Obviously. Obviously, you're a true <laughs> professional. True professional. This is the serve. Thanks to 1NZ on SENZ. We'll be back with some tennis news for you next.